podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Loader on a wild card, but here's why I won't be pulling the trigger, and this is my transfer in for game week six. Welcome to the Gianni Batici Show. Hope you guys are well. This is my team selection, but we've got three main parts for today's video, so don't go anywhere. We're going to look at that template wildcard team and see if that's a team we can move to with free transfers anyway. We're going to look at the big dilemmas around what do we do and who do we replace if we're selling Martinelli, if we're selling Jackson, if we're selling Chilwell. And of course, we're going to look at my transfer in. But let's kick off today's show with some likes and subscribes. That'd be awesome if you fancy hitting that like button. But let's look at that wildcard team, shall we? So this is the template wildcard team that those that are going this week will be going very close to this, I feel. Now we're going to look at the issues with that wild card and why I don't think this is the week to go and of course evaluate why I think game weeks 9, 10 are probably the optimal time. So let's have a quick run through shall we. Flecken and Ariola at the moment might be the keepers you, you, you go. They rotate nicely. We've got double Newcastle defence and a Stupinan with Kabore who could play that double game week in 7 and, and Matty Cash. The midfield's usual suspects, Saka, Rashford, Salah would be in and that's a main reason why many will be wildcarding to accommodate Salah. I get that. The fixture against West Ham is, is really nice. West Ham have been conceding chances for fun, haven't they? Bomo and Diaby are in there too. So two of those sort of lower to mid-priced midfielders. And then it's the double city attack with Cameron Archer. So look, this is a good team. But what are my five main issues with it? Well, the big questions I guess I have are one, I like the idea of wildcarding when we've still got more information and I don't think I'm confident enough in these players to absolutely deliver. I still think there's question marks over a few of them. Um, and actually, number point number two is, is that goalkeeper rotation. That's the biggest question. We could have a gift, couldn't we? We could have 4.8 Raya as Arsenal's number one starting every Premier League game. Do we move to Raya now on a wild card? Probably a bit risky. We don't quite know what Arteta's going to do, but Raya starting in the Champions League was big. We maybe thought they'd rotate between competitions. So the goalkeeper question mark's a big one. I still don't know if I was, I'd be confident in Fleck and Ariola as a partnership. Number three, you're not dead ending because you're just going, I've had a bad game week. And look, game week five was a terrible game week, but you're not dead ending. And if you dead end, you can have some one week punts for a couple of weeks. Like bringing in Morris in game week seven, knowing you're wildcarding in game week eight or nine, you know. Uh, around that nine mark, there's going to be big fixture swings. Brighton, Aston Villa, Liverpool all have great runs. This wildcard team isn't big enough on those teams. Like I would want to cover Brighton attack. I'd want to double up on Liverpool, maybe even triple up on Liverpool. Aston Villa, sure, we've got two, but maybe even that's a triple up. Their fixtures get really, really good. And of course, Man United and Spurs fixtures nose bomb a little bit so it allows us to sell those assets and then look point number five why I don't love this wild card whilst I think it's a really good game week six team and often when you wild card you look at the immediate but off we have to look at the long term I'm not confident this team outscores my team in game week seven eight nine you know um, and with that in mind it's just not worth it for me now wild cards are team dependent of course they are if for you you still think having seen this it's the right decision for your team absolutely go for it but Free transfers, you can get to potentially with a hit or if you can roll um, or if you have rolled and you've got the extra transfer, you can get to a team that looks similar to this. And I just want to run through before we show my team the top three replacements for popular sales this week, right? Martinelli, Jackson, Chilwell. 
So let's have a look at three replacements for each of them, starting with Martinelli. I think Mbomo is, is the obvious replacement here. If you don't have him already, I don't. And if I was a Martinelli owner, this is the player I'd be jumping on. He's had his tough fixture now, away to Newcastle. He's got, you know, home to Everton next up. He's still in this good moment of fixtures. And of course, his form there. And Brentford are still going to be putting up good numbers. So... And Bomo with his penalty appeal, the way he's playing would be my top replacement. But I also think outside of Bomo, we can look at, at Man City. Like, everyone is chasing Alvarez, and I completely get why. Even in the Champions League, he's delivered. But Foden and Doku are still playing a lot of games, and they're going to both start, I think, with the Bernardo Silva injury. So Foden and Doku are my number two and three here. If you're replacing Martinelli and want to go big on the best attack in the league, the best team in the league, who have Nottingham Forest at home and actually a couple of good fixtures. Their fixtures do turn, but for the next couple, I would go big. And if I was wildcarding, I'd go away from that template I've just shown you guys. I'd be going on triple Man City attack, right? I'd go Foden, Alvarez and Haaland. Um, but to replace Martinelli, those Man City mids, still worth consideration for me. What about if we're replacing Chilwell? Does Chilwell start at left back for Chelsea? I can't see it. I'm going to say there's a 5-10% chance he starts at left back. I think the back four with Colwell at left back is fairly set. So Chilwell's route to the team is playing left wing. But what has Pochettino said? Well, he's alluded to the idea that he wants more attacking left winger. And Mudrick offers that. And Mudrick is slightly higher and slightly wider and a little bit more attacking than Chilwell. And against Bournemouth in the first half, Chelsea fans I know that were there at the Vitality Stadium said Mudrick was Chelsea's best attacking threat. Will you play against Aston Villa or will Chilwell come in knowing that Aston Villa give you a little bit more attacking threat and the likes of Matty Cash might need tracking back and therefore Chilwell's defensive responsibility gives him that position? I think it's a 50-50 call. And with that in mind, the fear of the one-pointer of Chilwell coming off the bench for the last 10 minutes could very easily happen. And if we're selling him, there's no better place to look than the Newcastle defence, is there? So let's look a little bit of data. And this is from the Fantasy Football Scout members area, guys. Go, go check it out. Like, I spend a lot of time on that members area. And this morning I was looking at the expected goals conceded. Probably the best metric to consider a team's defence over the course of the season. Ironically, Newcastle put up a really high XG against them at, Man, uh, at AC Milan in the week and uh, kept a clean sheet. Very lucky to do so. My dad's team as well, AC Milan. Gutted for him. Um, it's about 2.4 XG against them. But all season in the Premier League, in five games, Newcastle put up an XG against them of 5.45. They've only conceded five and a half goals in the, as, as far as the stats suggest. They only would have conceded five and a half goals. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. That puts them fourth. So if we look, top of the charts, we've got Man City showing to be the best defence in the league. 3.68 against them. Arsenal at just over four against them. Again, this is a pattern we saw last season, guys. Man City and Arsenal. Newcastle up there. It's actually Chelsea in third, which is really surprising. Uh, Newcastle in fourth. And then in fifth, again, maybe a surprise to some. Liverpool's numbers haven't been bad at all. 5.92. So these are five defences we should be looking to invest in. And again, on wildcard in game week 9-10, someone like a Trent. Massive consideration for me, as possibly double Newcastle defence will be. But if we're replacing Chilwell this week, straight away I look at it and go, Trippier, my number one replacement. Diaz, probably my number two replacement. Man City, the best defence in the league. The guy, the only guy that's nailed at Man City at the back is Diaz. Um, and then probably three, you go back to Newcastle because the value you get for, say, a Botman at 4.5. So they're my top replacements for Chilwell. What about my top replacements for Jackson? Again, 
we're getting frustrated. We're not we're not running patient with Jackson any longer, most FPL managers. Now that's that's twofold. That's because one, he's been poor. <clears throat> and two, because there's another forward in the same price band that's smashing it every week. And that's why it's easier to come off Jackson, because the route to Alvarez is so, so obvious, isn't it? So that's a transfer I'd make if I could, right? Jackson out, Alvarez in. Um, it is worth noting, the underlying numbers suggest Jackson has been underperforming massively and Alvarez has been overperforming massively, but that theme can continue. So don't always just look at underlyings, look at actuals, and actuals would suggest Jackson can't hit a barn door, Alvarez certainly can. Um, so I'd go Alvarez. I can't go Alvarez, okay, because um, I've got Triple City already, Foden and Guardiol. So with that in mind, would I be replacing Jackson with another forward? I'm not so sure, and I might give Jackson another week. But if I was, I'd be looking at Darwin Nunes as a bit of a punt. I know there's a minute's risk there, but I think he's a fun owner, and I really like that Liverpool-West Ham fixture. West Ham conceded so many chances to Man City, more than you usually see, but even against Chelsea a few games back, West Ham were open. They're not that defensively solid this season. Um, and then at number three, I'd go Hoyland. Scored in the week for Man United. That would be a real confidence boost to him. The Burnley fixture away from home isn't brilliant, but it ain't a bad one. It ain't a bad one at all. And I think Hoyland could be really good value at his price point, 7 million. I like that. So uh, three replacements there for Jackson. Will I be making a Jackson replacement? Well, let's have a look. Here's my team. So uh, guys, thank you so much, by the way, for supporting the channel. You've been liking and subscribing en masse recently, which is amazing. I'm hoping all of you watching this are subscribed, but if you're not, then do hit that button. And when you do, hit that notification bell. So when my videos go live, you, you obviously get to uh, get alerted each time. Um, so my team. At the moment, this is my team, how I'm set up. I've got Anana in there. Chilwell's a placeholder. I'll get to him in a second. Gavardiol's there. Estupanan. And then my midfielder got the double Spurs attack in Son and Madison. Happy with that, even with the fixtures. Saka. Matoma and Foden. I think Foden could be it. They're both good differentials this week. Haaland and Jackson up front. I've got Colwell first sub. Okay. Um, what questions do I have about this team? First up, let me address the game week deadline is 1.30 UK time on Saturday. Man City play at three o'clock. So there is a very good chance we get some team leaks for Man City. And with that in mind, I can react to a Foden benching or a Guardiola benching if I think that's likely to happen. Now, I'm pretty confident over Foden starting because of all the Man City injuries. Gavardiol, however, could be on the chopping block. If I see he's not starting, unfortunately, guys, he'll be a sell for me because Man City fixtures, they're good for the next couple, but then they turn. And I can't be doing with the willy, won't you, every week. I was wrong, Gavardiol. I thought he'd be starting 70, 80% of fixtures. And it actually looks like it more, might be more like 50, 60%. And it's not him and Ake ever playing together. It's one or the other. I was hoping we'd see one at left centre-back, one at left-back, and we're not really seeing that. It's one or the other, as mentioned. Diaz is the best and only route in terms of consistency on minutes for Man City defence. But look, if Guardiola starts, he lives to fight another day. If he's dropped, however, then I sell Guardiola and I buy Trippier. Um, if Foden is dropped, I probably keep him and bench him, and I still make a defensive transfer and play 4-4-2. Um, so Trippier coming in is very likely. Is it for Guardiola or is it for Ben Chilwell? They're my options. I've got enough money in the bank, by the way. I could sell any of my defenders to get to Trippier. But the reason I like selling Chilwell for Trippier is, one, 
there's a good chance Chilwell doesn't start. Again, we might know more after Pochettino's press conference. But two, by selling Chilwell to Trippier, in fact, let's drop that move into my team so we can see how it looks. We can see what money I've got left over. This gives me enough money next week, which is game week seven, to sell Archer for Morris. Morris has a double game week. So then that allows me, that's, I think I'd be left with like 0.2 in the bank. So Morris could come into this team and I could drop, say, Matoma out. That has a slightly tricky fixture. I think he's away to Aston Villa. Um, and then I could play uh, 3 4 3 and Morris comes into that team. Now, if Jackson struggles against Aston Villa and again blanks, I'll save that move and I'll keep Archer because he is the best eighth attacker in the game. And I could sell Jackson to Morris and then I've got loads of money. So Jackson could become a little bit of a differential, couldn't he? Because everyone's selling him this week. If he scores against Aston Villa, then you absolutely want him for the next run of games. He's got a couple of good fixtures. He's got Fulham, he's got Burnley. And don't forget, Aston Villa, off the back of a long uh, European journey to Poland and back, might be a little bit leggy, might be a little bit tired. And I remember Aston Villa in the game week one, that crazy high line they played against Newcastle. They can be guilty of being naive at the back, and teams can exploit them in behind. Now, Jackson, what we saw pre-season, we haven't really seen it in the Prem, pre-season in the tour of the US, Jackson got in behind lots of defences really, really well. And I wonder if we could see that again at the weekend. Now, you might say, the faith in Jackson's ridiculous, Janny. He's been terrible. Just sell him. There's no obvious replacement for me because I can't get to Alvarez. If I could, that would be my sell. But because it's not, I'm going to give him another chance, guys. Even though... I like a Darwin punt and I like a Hoyland punt. I'm going to give him another week. And if he doesn't perform against Villa, even with good fixtures coming up, he'll likely be a sell, be a sell and it will be Morris for him. And with Morris, guys, it's just the idea of 180 minutes. Why not? And again, because I'll be wildcarding soon, I don't mind having Deadwood like Morris in my team as an eighth attacker or a benching dilemma each week because a week or two after that, it'll be wildcard time and I can restructure again. So that's where I'm at with my transfers this week. It's likely to be... Trippier in, um, and it's likely to be for Chilwell. It could be for Guardiola. There is a world, guys, in which I just roll the transfer and give myself the opportunity to to go Trippier next week. Um, but that would be if I had if I had great faith in Chilwell starting, and I can't see how I'm going to have that, um, how I'm going to have that faith at all. And then the question comes down to even with Chilwell starting, given the choice, now and I'm going to want to make that move anyway. Why not make it this week? Who has a better chance of keeping a clean sheet this week? Chilwell, who plays at home to Aston Villa, or Trippier, who plays away at Sheffield United? Still Trippier. Like, still Trippier for me. Um, I actually don't think I can see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet. Can you? Like, Aston Villa in attack are very good. And again, that's why I'll be fairly happy benching Colwell. In terms of captaincy, we have to discuss it every week. Last week was... Was it brave? Or was it stupid? I think it was brave and naive, perhaps. I went against Haaland. I'm going to go brave. <laughs> um, uh, Son on paper felt like a calculated risk and a good punt. But even if Son had scored, I still feel like I got away with one because Haaland had six big chances. Haaland's XG in that game was... I don't think he's clocked bigger non-penalty XG. I don't think he's ever had so many chances in the Premier League. He got away with one goal and owners were, that didn't captain him got very lucky because it could have been a 15-20 pointer. That's a big swing. This week, we'll always look at options for captaincy. Of course we will. This week, 
it seems pretty routine. It's Haaland in a home fixture against a bottom half team. Yeah. And Haaland didn't have a Wednesday Champions League game. He had a Tuesday Champions League game. Again, that recovery is a little bit better. He wasn't away. He was at home. He's home again this week. So the travel time and all of that, again, I look at it and go, yeah, it's it's Haaland. Outside of that, the usual suspects, we look at Arsenal players or Spurs players, well, they play each other. You could look at Mo Salah if you own him. Like West Ham is a really nice fixture, I think, for Liverpool at Anfield at the moment. So that would be my secondary option. But as I mentioned, I can't go against Haaland. Not this week. I will likely, however, be going against Haaland very soon again. Game week uh, eight, he plays Arsenal away. Son has Luton away the same game week. I think a few of us might be going in that direction yet again for more pain. Um, but let's see. Let's see. We'll take we'll we'll take that as it comes. We'll we'll judge it as we go. Uh, guys, if you've enjoyed the stream so far today, uh, I would love you to tell me in the comments. That'd be amazing. And if you fancy joining and supporting the channel further, you can become a member. Do you guys know about the members? Um, you can pay to be a member and with that, I'll prioritise all your comments and any question you make. So join our squad tier, but you can also join our um, ultras tier where you get access to my WhatsApp group. Uh, and it's an FPL WhatsApp group, which includes world number one, Ali Hangarov from last year. Yeah, he won FPL and he's in the group. Uh, voice notes, videos, all sorts of jazz on a daily basis. So sign up on my YouTube uh, channel home screen. You can click join and find out more there. But for now, guys, I'll see you next time. Have a good game week. Look out for a live before the deadline. I'll try and squeeze one in, uh, but I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.